0: Died in Police Custody, by Caitlin Johnstone. Abraham Lincoln was a lively old chap, or that is how history has billed him, until one fateful day he went to see a play and a man took a gun out and he died in police custody. Franz Ferdinand took a detour one morn to get his belly properly filled. When the Archduke, were told, chanced upon Leopold, and was struck with a bullet and died in police custody. Mahatma Gandhi was greeting his fans, who were all understandably thrilled, when an angry young man with a gun in his hand pulled the trigger and Gandhi was... died in police custody. JFK caused a ruckus and angered cruel men, because he did whatsoever he willed, People thought they'd misread when the newspapers said that their president had been died in police custody. MLK had a dream which his brilliant mind had a knack for distinctly distilling, but he rocked the consensus and one night in Memphis fell victim to a terrible dying in police custody. George Floyd was arrested and pinned to the ground, For allegedly counterfeit billing, a cop kneeled on his neck and he choked Floyd to death. An obvious cold-blooded killing. The class world war begins. Which side are you on? Yes, you must take sides. A yawning chasm has opened between those who support the status quo and those who are desperate for change or support those who are. And there is no room on the sidelines. No, telling me your political party affiliation won't help. It tells me nothing relevant regarding your alignment in this war. This also isn't about black or white, gay or straight, female or male, immigrant or natural-born citizen, or indigenous, or even privileged versus non-privileged. It may be that someone reading this article is privileged and yet remains certain that a truly populous system of governance is necessary. This battle all boils down then to equality and justice. So here's the first question. Do you believe in inalienable rights? If so, whom do you believe should wield the authority to decide what these rights are and then to ensure that everyone receives them? Do you believe that these rights should be agreed upon by the masses and chosen and enforced via democratic processes? Or do you believe that a few powerful elites should make all such decisions and carry out their administration? If you ascribe to the assumption that the masses do not know what's good for them and that elite entities therefore must rule them, you are on the side of the elites, whether or not you yourself are of that elevation. Either way, you are an elitist. Here's a quote by Noam Chomsky. The elitist ideology of society's architects assumes that the mass of the public are just too stupid to be able to understand things. If they try to participate in managing their own affairs, they're just going to cause trouble. Therefore, it would be immoral and improper to permit them to do this. We have to tame the bewildered herd, not allow the bewildered herd to rage and trample and destroy things. That's from Noam Chomsky, Media Control. And if you are an elitist, your rebuttal to the idea that the masses should throw off the oppression of their masters, or in your words, their betters, likely will be this scoffing retort. That it would take true engineering skill to develop an equitable system that would ensure everyone's needs are met. The masses could never come up with such a system. Without the elite's experts, and the experts are of course owned by the elites, The best the masses can hope to achieve would be to knock down the current exploitative, by design, system and be left with nothing but chaos to replace it. And in the aftermath, the elites again would rise to the top and engineer a system even more exploitative to ensure that the masses will never again grow so brazen as to think that they ever again can be permitted to escape their servitude. You masses should understand that the only way to achieve justice is if you beg us elites to give it to you. You are not capable on your own ever to develop a just system that exists for the benefit of all. But this is only what you want us to believe. You have skillfully engineered public education and mass media not only, A, to ensure that we believe the type of propaganda that tells us we are incapable of creating our own systems from scratch, but also, B, to ensure that we believe that we are incapable of wresting control of the systems you have designed away from you and of redesigning them so that they benefit us instead. It all comes down to authority every time. Not to expertise, not even to ethics. And the central question, believe it or not, is not whether there should be authority in the first place. Discussions about anarchism typically break down on this very point. The central question, rather, is whether authority should be wielded to ensure that there is freedom to bully others or whether authority should be wielded to ensure that there is freedom from being bullied by others. Regardless of whether authority is wielded democratically or by a few elites, authority is a necessary part of every viable solution to the problem of how humans can coexist equitably. Time has proven repeatedly that left alone systems always will degenerate into scenarios where bullies are running things for their own benefit. To escape the conundrum of the inevitability of economic-slash-political systems, whether capitalist or communist, that end up being managed by bullies for the sake of bullies, a solution must be developed whereby authority is wielded to achieve new and better outcomes, rather than merely seeking a solution that obliterates the authority structures currently in place. The political compass is useless for the most part, because when considering how the positions of collectivism, individualism, authority, or anarchy relate to the problems of governance, none of the positioning matters if one is not able first to decide whether freedom should amount to freedom from bullying or if it should amount to freedom to bully. All humans, regardless of their place on the graph, could peacefully coexist as long as the planet were not to become too crowded, in a system that altogether achieves the eradication of bullying. Other than for the sake of feeling included, it almost wouldn't matter if bullying were eradicated by purely democratic processes or by benevolent dictatorship or by any other means. The only reason for me personally to prefer the lower left quadrant of the compass is because I believe that it will be humanly impossible to thwart the bullies from any other location. This may be a new idea, but authority merely by existing isn't necessarily harmful. Authority only causes harm when it is used to control and exploit others. That is to say, it is possible to imagine authority that doesn't do anything other than to make sure no one else uses it. You may not have noticed, but the natives are getting restless. They can't afford their medical bills, they can't afford college, they are being squeezed by every sort of debt, In short, they can't make ends meet, let alone live in comfort, in the wealthiest nation in the history of the world. And they're waking up to the fact that there is no legitimate rationale for their current state of affairs. And let's face this undeniable but often unstated fact together. The elites have had millennia to develop an equitable economic system. If there ever has been any intention of their developing such a system, it would have been here long before now is economic freedom an inalienable right. What most working class Americans possess is nothing like true freedom. They are kept just comfortable enough so that they will continue to serve as cogs in the machinery, but their productivity has been harnessed and commandeered by the captains of industry and their paid accomplices. Many in the US who work 40 or more hours per week must apply for public assistance. According to data from the US Bureau of Labor Statistics, BLS, The average productivity per American worker has increased approximately 400% since 1950. The productivity of the labor force has increased dramatically, but wages have been uncoupled from that productivity. Our wages adjusted for inflation are nothing like 400% higher than in 1950. The number of hours we work per week also is not 400% lower. Regardless of patents, investment strategies, and all the other elitist tricks, that increase in productivity rightly belongs to U.S. workers. You know, these people who are getting run over and getting the shit beat out of them. And lest you elitists protest that the typical American worker has contributed minimally in the areas of technological advancements and investor savvy, let's not forget that truly innovative people have been left out of the spoils as well. For example, Bill Gates did not make his fortune primarily based on his technological savvy. His singular expertise was in the area of writing patents and otherwise building moats around his castles. He has been skillful in the game of monopoly. To put it succinctly, he has been skillful in cutting others out of the profits that they deserve. He has shortchanged the many producers of his fortune and also has made it more difficult for other entrepreneurs to generate their own profits. And now workers, the true producers of all wealth, are growing increasingly insistent about being cut into the deal. As I pointed out in this other article that I read to you recently, George Floyd was attempting to make a purchase with money not printed by our masters. He was trying to be his own Robin Hood. I see nothing wrong with such tactics. If the government refuses to make its citizens whole during a pandemic, And not through charity, but based on the productivity that U.S. workers have generated, the government deserves to be robbed. And if the government is not willing to share commensurately the fruits of worker productivity in normal times, they deserve to be robbed then as well. Until we learn to create our own money, looting may become the most effective way to wake up the powers, far more effective than mere voting. For voting to make an impact we would need to be able to choose candidates who are not working directly for our masters when businesses are looted their owners and managers will need to file insurance claims insurance companies already receive federal bailouts so they should be fine the crux of the matter is that we the people are done begging as a matter of fact we are prepared to place our collective knee on the necks of the elitists until they decide to agree to stop the bullying i pitch in to engineer an economic system that works for all of us. When that happens, it will be reasonable to expect that police the world over will be able to calm the fuck down, because the need to guard all that surplus loot will be greatly diminished. Who knows? We may even agree to let you elitists keep some of it.